You're listening to Let's Talk About Fatherlessness with host Sean Tice, where we talk about leading fatherless families to the Heavenly Father. Hey, welcome back to Let's Talk About Fatherlessness. I am so excited to have my guest today, Clarence Carter. He is the commissioner for the Tennessee Department of Human Services, and just so excited to have you with us today. Um, Sean, thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you um, and your audience to um, to further discuss this um, existential crisis of fatherlessness in Tennessee and in America. Now, you and I got connected through John DeBerry. He connected us, and he was a blessing to do that. And then through that, we are also connections with you all to help with the issue of fatherlessness in Tennessee, and and we're excited to see how how it continues to to go with that. Uh, we were we were part of the Amplifying Fatherhood Conference. Got to do a breakout session there, but that was such a great event. Thanks for putting that on and just spreading awareness about fatherhood and fatherlessness in your state. Um. Well, first of all, let me thank you for. Um, for the breakout session and um, adding to the richness of the conference. We have had nothing but um, stellar reviews from um, from uh, participants in the conference. What it was our intention to do is to present the multi-layered issue of fatherlessness uh, in Tennessee and you know, put it in the context of fatherlessness around the country. And we think that we were able to do that well, um, and it was serving as a launch point for a broader Tennessee initiative dedicated to addressing the crisis of fatherlessness. That is great. And before we jump into that, I want to I definitely unpack that. Um, tell uh-huh. us about yourself a little bit. Why don't we go ahead and just talk about Clarence a little bit. I know you shared some of your story about how you've gotten into the fatherless field. So would you tell us a little bit about your background and how you've, you really got into this and became passionate about it? Sure. So, um, so Sean, I have um, had a career in the administration of public human services or public safety net programs and agencies have had the blessing and good fortune of serving in the administrations of two presidents, four governors, and a mayor um, in this work, and have have come to pretty intimately understand the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of, of our nation's safety net. And um, wh- where, where my emphasis um, and passion about the issue of fatherlessness comes in is an understanding that our system is flawed, our human services system is flawed in that its basic emphasis is on the delivery of benefits, goods, and services to those that are eligible to receive it. What I've come to understand is if we don't go back upstream and address some of the root causes that lead to driving people into the stream of public dependency, then we are never going to be able to get closer to solving this problem. And there is no more significant root cause than the breakdown of the family. And and we particularly, and so going upstream and focusing on rebuilding the family, we wanted to begin with the issue of fatherhood and fatherlessness because 
the public policy um, construct in the human services system was built for mother and child as if dad didn't exist. And, and so it literally is a flaw in our public policy construct. And so we wanted to plant a flag in Tennessee to say that fathers are not a luxury. They are not a nice to have. They are essential to the health and well-being of their children, their families, and the broader society. And so I am really passionate about this issue because this is a root cause of, of the driver of people that end up having to avail themselves of the meager system of public supports. That's so good. And and I love how you're like, hey, let's get to the root of the cause of this. Now, tell us about your background in government. I know you you shared some at the Amplifying Fatherhood Conference. Uh, just to give some credibility to you, I mean, obviously, you're the commissioner of the Tennessee Department of Human Services, so that's that's a lot of credibility as it is. But just tell us about your background. You have a lot of uh, experience with government. And so, as I said, um, I have done this very work um, in um, in four different states and in the District of Columbia and served in two presidential administrations. So I, I have a career of 30 plus years in this one issue. And while this one issue has multiple branches to it, if you could you know, um, visualize the, a tree with multiple branches, the human services system has many branches um, in, in its tree. And I have had the again, the blessing and good fortune to work in almost every one of those branches. So of the more than 80 programs that have been designed to address economic, social, and developmental vulnerability, I have had either a direct or tangential relationship with all of them. And so have been able to develop a real clear understanding of what's right about it, what's wrong about it, what the opportunities to improve it are. And so that's what goes into, um, into all of my work. And, 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 and my, my sort of basic, um, my, 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 I guess my basic passion and purpose is to help to strengthen those in our society that are economically, socially, and developmentally vulnerable so that they can run their own life's race. And, and one of the primary ways that that can happen is that we start with the most important institution in any society. It's not government, it's the family. And Everything that we do ought to be, you have to look at it at the, through the lens of how does that thing work in support of that most basic unit of our society? And, uh, and, 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 and so that's, that's what drives me, drives me into this issue. That, um, you know, 30 years of experience of how the system doesn't work. And again, the fact that we have ignored men and fathers in the yeah. in the problem solving equation, and quite frankly, 
um, tried to replace men and fathers with government, and we have done a horrible, horrible job at it. And I love how that you guys point that out, because I was one of the points at the Amplifying Fatherhood Conference was, you know, the government can only do so much, you know, they can only do so much to help, but it's the family. And so I think that is, it's so great how you're, you're so focused on the dads and, and with all your experience, you're, you're saying that this is, this is the number one issue. And we've been doing our ministry and our nonprofit for 15 years now and half of what you've Ooh. done. Right. And you guys have been, you've been doing it for a long time. And we big part of what we do is we spread awareness about fatherlessness and let people know what's happening. Right. And try to help dads, encourage dads. Hey, this is, it's a big deal to be involved in your family. You know, you kids need of you to be involved mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, not just physically present, yep. but you need to be mentally, emotionally, spiritually there and, and involved. So I think it's, that's, that's a great, great plan. Now, what are some of the things that you've seen in government that, that haven't worked? I mean, you, you talked about it, but what are some of the areas like, Hey, that we tried this program or things that you've done in the past where you're like, Hey, we're not going to do it this way now. So, so um, let, let me go a little bit backwards to come forward in that issue, okay? So, John, for a long time, our public policy construct was for the mother and child to receive a public benefit, the, the father or the man had to not be present. Government said that he can't be present. Okay. Um, and, and and so what a what a fundamental flaw. The other, the other half of the of the child development equation had to not be part of it in order um, in order for you to receive a public benefit. Okay. Now, while we have come forward and not been so explicit about men and fathers not being there, we haven't gotten yet to the place where, okay, how do we intentionally engage that man or father in the life of? And, and, and Sean, it is that, that is what is my hope for the work that we will do on fatherhood, that we're going to be intentional about Fully engaging that father, and and and, and so it, it it brings me to a second flaw. So you know, while we had we moved away from explicitly um, excluding men and fathers, then what we did through our child support system and non-custodial parents. Um, are, are more than 90% fathers. So are the ones that are engaged in the child support system. Our child support system has evolved beyond this, but its original only intent was to collect the dollar from, 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 from dad or, or, the, or the man in, in, in that equation. And what that said is, your only relevance to your children and to your family is your dollar, okay? Um, and, and, and you just ticked off rightfully that the importance of that father is economic, it's 
de developmental, it's social, it's spiritual, um, it, it's spiritual, it's a it's a whole panoply of engagement that that father brings that is different from that which mother brings. Okay. And, and, and Sean, I want to say it was really important in our conference. We tried to be very, very, um, how should we say it? Very surgical in our approach and that we wanted to make sure that we didn't send a message that child that I know about that came into being without mom and dad. And so it was it was very, uh, the, the creator made it crystal clear that it would take those two very unique beings to create a new being. And fathers bring a very different and unique set of knowledge, skills, and ability to the child creation and development that is not, um, that is not, anti-mother, it is complementary too. So this has to be about how do we how do we work together in conjunction to have the healthiest environment for that that child to be uh, developed, nurtured, and raised in. That's great. And and we're we're all about trying to help break the cycle because a lot of times dads won't, a lot of times it won't come back, you know, so sometimes they're imprisoned right. or they've passed away or they're just, they don't, they're down the street and they don't care. And so cool. helping break the cycle with those kids, what do you say to the mom? You know, what do you say to the mom that the, the dad's not around? How do you help them? What, what, first of all, what you say to the mom is that um, we know that, that you put everything into the, the development and rearing of your child. But you were not meant to do this alone. You were not, it wasn't intended for you to do this alone. And so even if you and, and the father of that child can't peacefully coexist um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a healthy togetherness, you have to peacefully coexist in a healthy development of your child. So mama, you weren't meant to do this alone. And so what we are trying to do is to help you have the helpmate yeah. that, that, that the creator intended in the development and rearing of children. So, 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 so that is our principal, um, uh, as you are, our, our, our principal hope for you is that we can provide for you not only a, 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 the, a partner, but the pathway that the two of you can engage um, in the lives of your children. Right, that's so good. Now, what about the ones where the dad won't come back? And I'm not trying to be pressure you or anything like What do you say well, to, because I mean, with mentoring, I mean, do you see a lot of with mentoring and stuff going on in Tennessee? Any initiatives with that or... So, so there, there are, it's absolutely on the other side of the house, Sean, there are multiples of reasons that the dad won't come back. Okay. Okay. And so part of what we have to do is address 
those reasons, okay? Yeah. There are circumstances where that dad is ashamed of, of not being able to, and, 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 and so you have to help him overcome that so, so, so that you can reduce that as a barrier. Some, some men just don't feel like they have the economic capacity to be engaged in their children's lives. And then that also brings, you know, br brings a, a degree of shame. Okay. So, so what's important for us to do is to understand the why of that father's disconnection. And then there are multiples of tools that are available to us to help us address those issues. Yes, mentoring is one. Okay. You know, there is um there's no manual for how to be a mom or a dad. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't leave the hospital with the, you know, with with the manual and you know that you turn to page 13 and it's it, it doesn't happen that way. Okay. You know, you you gotta figure it out from the, the you know the people in um in your life. You gotta figure it out from trial and error. So 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 some some fathers need help in just understanding what that responsibility is and how to go about it. So so th th this brings me to a again a fundamental flaw of our existing system. Sean, our our current system is program centric, and what I mean by that is it focuses on the delivery of the program not the person served okay and 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 so we believe that the that the uh, our system needs to be person centric mm -hmm. and in this particular instance around fatherhood the person centric would be understanding exactly where that father is and then being able to tailor a set of goods and services that speak specifically to that father, because it's different for everybody. Okay. Yes, there are some there are some issues that that if you would, um, you know, sort of run run across the gamut. But the circumstance that has one father disconnected from his family is the circumstances that has one father. Okay, it, it's not a one size fits all. We've got to meet that father where he is, um, understand who he is, and then help uh, um, structure a plan that will that that he can um, can help him meet his individualized needs. That's good. So really, it's about reconnecting the dads and just kind of getting them back into their life and helping them do be part of the the family again. And so and I understand yeah. it. There's so many programs out there that are. <laughs> That's right. And, 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 and for that dad to understand he has purpose and value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, 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 and that again, in a society that has done an awful lot to say to that man, you have no purpose and value. Okay, um, we we want to get him to understand that he absolutely has 
purpose and value to his children, to his family, and to our broader society, and that we need him to be part of the equation of making our society healthy. Because this involving him has led to the sickness that, that permeates our society. And that's and like you said earlier, that's the way God made it. You know, God made it for dad to be involved. And whenever what we say in our, our ministries, when the dad's not involved, that kid's life is off balance. You know, it's like a scale. And and you know, and you can only do so much to bring resources and things like that. But if you can get that dad back in that kid's life, it's gonna right. help bring that bring back to balance. Now, like I said, if the dad doesn't want to come back, if he can't come back, if he's imprisoned, if he's you know, if he's uh passed away, um, there are you can bring mentors, you bring people into their life to to help them with that. What about that? What if their dad is never going to come back? What do you say about that? And and, 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 and Sean, then there are there are scores of interventions for mother and child if dad cannot be. Okay, for whatever reason, dad cannot be. Mm-hmm. As I said, there there are scores of interventions, and 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 Sean, what's really Im, important is that what I have come to understand in my thirty plus years of this work is we don't need another program, we don't need more money, we need to engage what we currently have. Okay, we 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 can if we understand what the challenges the father has. There's all kinds of resources to wrap around that father, okay? We already have just multiple scores of programs for mother and child, uh, um, uh, you know, when daddy can't be. So, so it's not about not having the, the resources. It is about not connecting and aligning those resources to the important purpose of father being essential. Yeah, that's so good. Now, let's go over to the Tennessee Fatherhood Initiative. It's exciting things happening in Tennessee. Um, tell us about it. Tell us where you started. I know you, you jumped into it. You've been working on it for a while. Tell us about how things are going. So, so Sean, where we started was um, we, we wanted to take a multifaceted approach to the issue. And so I had a team, uh, an an agency team that worked on putting together a request for proposal that would get us a vendor that would do five things for us. The first was an environmental scan. We wanted to look at what does the work in fatherhood currently look like in Tennessee and around the country? Because what we don't want to do is recreate the wheel. So we wanted to have an environmental scan. The next thing we wanted to do is to have that environmental scan inform the development of a five-year strategic plan. Okay, so the notion is we want to amplify fatherhood. We want to weave it into the fabric of Tennessee. So let's lay out a strategic plan for how we do that over the next five years, okay? The third element was we wanted to have this conference. And the idea of this conference was literally to just be the public kickoff 
of our emphasis on, on, on fatherhood. And I stress their public because we, we have been working behind the scenes, but we want to bring all of Tennessee to this. And, yeah. and so the idea of the conference was to, um, was to signal the importance and in our intent to do that. Okay. Um, and, and, and the fourth element was to launch a grant program. Okay. And so in a, in a grant program, what we want to do is we want to bring additional Tennessee resources to all different dimensions of this issue of fatherhood and fatherlessness. As you said, things like mentoring programs, okay? Things like, you know, one-on-one -on -one fatherhood curricula. Things like, uh, um, you know, like, uh, like, like summer camps, okay? The, all those different kind of very particular interventions that would have this work dispersed um, all, uh, all, all across Tennessee. And then the, um, the, uh, the, the, the final part of this is how do we message this work? Okay. What we wanted to do is to look at three things that have created significant societal change in our lifetime and see how those things happen. For instance, okay, um, Sean, you're a little younger than I, but we grew up in an environment where smoking wasn't only prevalent, but it was actually cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and somehow over the course of a couple of generations, we have turned the tanker on that 180 degrees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we exist in a very different world than we grew up in around the issue of smoking. I want to look at how did that happen? Because maybe there are things that we can look at there that we can apply to this issue of fatherlessness. We also want to look at drunk driving. You know, again, we grew up in a time when dr drunk driving was our dirty little secret. Okay. Um, but, 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 you know, with the driving force of an entity called Mothers Against Drug Driving, who got tired of seeing their babies slaughtered because people were drunk behind the wheel, you know, again, we have dramatically changed the 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 atmosphere on that issue. Okay, and yeah. and and so that that's what it's what we're trying to do is to say, okay, we're trying to change the trajectory of the Tennessee society on this. So let's learn from some things that um that that have gone before us that might inform what it is that we're trying to do. So we, we, so we started out um, uh, trying to get ourselves, tr trying to memorialize what we wanted. And then we sent that out to the, um, to the vendor community and we got ourselves a, um, a, a vendor that has helped us with all of the aspects of that work. They helped us design the conference. They did the environmental scan for us. They have, um, uh, uh, provided the framework of a strategic plan. They are um, helping us with the with the uh, with the grant program, and so um, and and Sean, we went that route because 
we didn't have fully in our house. We didn't have the bandwidth to completely take on another issue. Okay, we have a, an almost 4,000 person labor force at the Department of Human Services, and they break their backsides in serving vulnerable Tennesseans. And there really is already too much on their plates. Okay, and so we didn't want to um, begin by piling more on. So we were able to use some dollars to get some contracted help to do so. Now, what we will do going forward, and this is what we're working on now, is now that we've set forth a framework of this fatherlessness issue, and we understand where we're trying to go, now, how do we insert that into the fabric of our agency going forward? Yeah. So, so we will adopt this as a policy initiative going forward, and we've got a team that's dedicated to doing that now. I love how you've organized it, like you said, and just you're putting effort into you saying, I want this to work. We want this to be something that's effective. Um, we don't want it to be just a thing we tried or, you know, that's basically what you're saying. You know, we don't want to just try this out. We want to figure out what's going on. And I love the analogy. Uh, you said that at the Amplifying Fatherhood Conference too, where about the smoking. I think that's, that's right. so good because, you know, you look at the old movies and you see, you know, these, these people smoking on the movies or smoking on the airplane. <laughs> you imagine that today, that's right. you know, imagine that, but it's so different. And I, I love that because that's, that's what we do. We, we're trying to change it. Like, Hey, if you see a fatherless kid work with them or, you know, yes. helping a single mom out because, we work with a lot of churches where they see fatherless individuals and they kind of look at them a lot of times and I'm not bashing churches, but we're trying to change the way they look at these families. You know, there's somebody that, that needs some hope that needs some encouragement to encourage dads to get back involved in their lives and not just kind of let them float by. And so this is so, so great. Now, when do you think the grant program will be open up when? So, so the first part of the grant program is going to open up right after the first of the year. Okay. okay? There, there will be a couple of um, dimensions of it. And they will open a little bit later. But the first part, which is going to be the sort of direct service part, that is going to open up uh, probably right after the first of the year. Okay. And 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 Sean, let me let me just add um a little bit to what you just said. Okay. We 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 know that while the government certainly has a role to play. It is not the principal problem solved. And, and, and there has been, you know, over the course of the past 50 years or so, an effort to make government the principal problem solver. Yeah. And so what we have done, quite frankly, is we have crowded out other parts of our society from being a part of the problem solving. Mm -hmm. And let's just take particularly the community of faith. Okay. What government does well is government does transaction well. And what I mean by that is I can deliver you a benefit, okay? But what fathers need is fathers need not only transaction, but they need relationship, okay? Relationship that helps them, you know, that, that walks side by side with them, helps them to understand um, their, 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 their significance, their role, 
and, and helps prepare them to be able to meet that role. And government sucks at relationship, okay? And, 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 so, and so we need to embrace the relationship that, um, that, that, that the community of faith brings to our society to be able to, um, to, to, to help with this work. So, so I, I, um, I, I often use a, um, uh, go to the place where it was President Reagan that said the nine most dangerous words in the American lexicon are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And, and, and so we turn that saying on its head a little bit. We say, I'm from the government and I am here asking for your help. Asking for your help because we need your help to heal our society, okay? That this is not something that government's gonna do by itself. And so community of faith, please, okay? Let's get together. Let's understand our shared responsibility in this so that we can lock arms and bring our, uh, our different resources to solving the problems of our society. That's so, that's so good. And, and I just, I appreciate you being with us today just to talk to us about these issues and to, to share. Now, is there anything as, as we wrap up, anything that you're thinking, Hey, I should have shared this about the initiative in Tennessee. I mean, anything else do you want to add to it? There is, there is one other thing. And, and Sean, it's where you really, where you began. Okay. One of the objectives of what you do is to try to tie together um, all of the sort of independent islands of fatherless work, okay? And um, there are a bunch of independent islands. Yes. And we are not going to be able to build this effort until we leverage and align all of those individual things to make the whole greater than the sum of its parts. And so that is how we want to partner with you in doing that. That is that that's part of what we've um, what we are trying to do in Tennessee is saying, yes, we are focused on building this issue in Tennessee, but we also want to make ourselves an anchor that can help to bring all of the rest of these efforts together so that we have an American society that understands this existential crisis and comes together to try to solve it. So that is the one thing I would, I would leave your audience with. I ve we very much appreciate um, getting the opportunity um, to know you and to meet your audience and for us to lock arms in, in this shared purpose of the essential nature of fathers to the health and well-being of our society. Thank you so much, Clarence, and I appreciate you saying those kind words. And just excited to to get to know you even more. Uh, we got to meet at the the conference. We had a Zoom call before. And would you just share with yeah. our audience where they can find more about the Fatherhood Initiative in Tennessee? So um, you know what I, I I'm I'm going to have to send the uh, the website link to you because okay. there's a it's the website, but I don't have it right here with me. So we will send that to you and you can share that with your audience. Okay. Yeah. We'll put that up. We'll have that on the show here at this, at this part of the show, we'll have that share it with you guys. Uh, but just so thankful for you and the work that you're doing and the passion you have saying, Hey, let's connect the parts together. Let's work together 
Tennessee, you guys are a, kind of a flagship for the rest of the state saying we're going to do this. And you're you're setting an example for everybody else. Let's let's be Im- impacted by this. If you're in Tennessee, definitely check this out and see how you can get involved and, and work together with the government to see how you can help with the issue of fatherhood. If you're a dad listening to this, get more involved with your kids. Before we close, last thing I want to ask you, what would just say something to the dads that are out there? Hey, what why it's important. I know we already covered that a little bit, but anything else you can say to the dads? Um, fathers, you are vitally important to the health and well-being of our society. You are not just a dollar, okay? Um, with without the uniqueness that you bring, without your ability to problem solve, without your engagement, we are a weaker society. And you can look all around you and see the result of us ignoring the significance of men and fathers in our society. So please understand that you are vitally important. And that is what we hope to um, to, to, to pronounce, share, and proclaim um, that, that men and fathers can be reestablished in their rightful place in the essential nature in our society. Well, dads out there, there you have it. That's, that's such good truth. And you are so important as dads. Now, if you're out here listening, saying how can I be involved, get involved in reaching the fatherless around you or inspiring dads to, to, to get involved. Whoever's in your circle of influence, inspire them to either get more involved as a dad or help them out as a fatherless family, as a single mom, as a grandparent raising grandkids. There's ways you can get involved. Definitely check check it out. Uh, th- thank you so much for being on with us today, Clarence. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much, Sean. My, my pleasure. And um, th- this is the beginning for us, not the end. We're excited to be part of it. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of Let's Talk About Fodlessness. We want to now challenge you to take the next step by either starting a single mom community group in your church or with your ministry, or by joining our network of God is My Dad churches and ministries. Isn't it a great experience to be able to start a single mom community group? Yeah, and it's just, if you talk to single moms, a lot of times what they'll tell you is, the one thing they're lacking is that community, just a group that they can go in and they know there's no judgment. You know, everyone may not have the same situation. Everyone doesn't know what they're going through, but they can go in and they know there's no judgment. And and it takes that kind of that restriction and that uh, wall down for them so that they can share and then that they can grow in Christ. And our single mom community groups are a wonderful ministry. If your church can start one, we'd love to have you. We can help you get set up. We have the curriculum and all the resources you need. If you can't start one, we'd love to have you start by by joining our network of churches and ministries, our God is My Dad network of churches and ministries, where you can get your church or your ministry on our map and people can find you and find find your ministry in your church so that they can get plugged into your church or ministry locally. So check that out. You can find all these resources at lifefactors.org. We have books, we have all kinds of content on there at lifefactors.org. Check it out today.